Welcome to the Text and Rock Show. Ancient Story, Better Tomorrow. Let's begin. But let's talk about Gilgamesh. Ooh, a, few, okay. a few observations. Okay. okay. I love his character because as clearly ancient and barbaric <laughs> and like, you know, static his character is to some extent. Yeah. He's caught between his divinity nature and his and bestial his, animal nature. Yeah. Constantly. And yeah. so he achieves great divine things. He builds ziggurats or towers to the heavens near to the gods that built him Uh and and has a reverence for them. He builds lavish gardens like Eden where you can walk and see the beautiful trees of his empire and the animals of his empire. He builds the great city-state of Uruk. We just heard about it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet the fundamental problem at the starting point of our story is that Gilgamesh walks around acting like an animal. He's brutally violent. Right. He uses slave labor to Mm -hmm. build his city. Um, And the same condemnation they have for Gilgamesh about that, you find in the Bible. Solomon is judged for using corvée labor to build his empire. And then the northern and southern kingdoms start to divide and civil war happens because of Solomon's choice. Right. Isn't that far out? Yes. There's so much crossover. And Gilgamesh, um, he takes women with like no regard. Even if they're supposed to marry someone else, he rapes any woman that he wants and encounters. He acts like mm-hmm. a total animal. Now, the irony is he has divine reason and animal reason, and he constantly chooses the animal. The animal. Uh-huh. What we're going to see in the next episode is that Ankidu is the God's solution. They create oh, okay. a wild animal animal of a man that lives out in the woods who's hairy and literally drinks milk from the breast of animals and chases gazelle down on his bare feet and like Uh eats them raw and he makes a journey to become human yeah yeah. right he somehow learns to lean into in his human nature his human nature and when they meet each other at the point that they have both changed. They become best friends and go on an yeah. epic journey. Isn't yeah. that cool? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they have a ring that they're trying to deliver? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. That's no, horrible. I love it. Um, that's how it ticks, though. It's very mm-hmm. Middle Earth sounding, mm-hmm. isn't it? I love it. But think about the wisdom that's here. If we're two-thirds divine Let's just take for granted that whatever God is probably doesn't physically look like us up, you know, walking up in the the heavens. God is probably spirit everywhere in everything ever present. Yeah. But not for the ancients. For the ancients, God looks just like us. Right. And for the ancients, we are able to reason. That's what separates us from the animals. And so we're like the gods. And yet, we're cursed to die from the moment we're born. From, yeah, yeah. And that is the predicament we find ourselves in. And that is the predicament that Gilgamesh ultimately is, is, 
he's going to go on this great journey to try to ask, can I do anything about the death curse? All right. But that's for another day. Oh, really? Yeah. But think about, think about your life as caught between your divine nature and your animal nature. Yeah. Uh, Many of us pretend to listen to our better angels all the time. (laughs) But if we're honest, we're constantly pulled towards our animal selves to our animal mind too. And this is a text that just owns that. Yeah. There's a part of you that's very bestial that's prone to violence, Uh that's prone to sex without consequence, that's prone to not care about justice and just care about yourself and act like an animal. Right. Like without the wisdom of the gods that understands all of life is connected. The decisions I make today affect what happens tomorrow. Right. And affect what happens to others tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, right. These things matter when you start to consider the divine and live your life with divine wisdom, right? Yes. But many of us have that struggle. It's very real. It's very real. Absolutely. Perhaps my favorite author that ever stated it was Epictetus who lived years and years and years later about Uh, the time of Jesus. Actually, there was a Greek philosopher that has a lot in common with the teachings of Jesus. And we've looked at this before, but he says, about humans, like here's our fundamental stuffness. This is what it is to be human. He says, but having two things united in our beginning, a body in common with the brutes, but reason in common with the gods. And so there's a part of you that, well, you're an animal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's a part of you that can think divine things and use reason and wisdom and imagine a better world and make it happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's what he says about that, though. You've got these two natures. Many lean towards this unhappy and mortal kindred. Many people act on their animal nature most of the time, and they try to cover it up when it's embarrassing. Right, right. Only a few to that which is divine and blessed. And to me, that's the gift of leaning into divine wisdom is that your life and actually what's even better is the life around the life of those people around Around you you. becomes blessed. Yes. And what? We get a better tomorrow. Yep. Right? (laughs) Exactly. Whoops. I just hit the table. Oh, it's okay. Is that all right? Yeah. (laughs) It's so beautiful. So that's a little bit on Gilgamesh and what it is to be human. And then next time we'll chat about... Uh, his exploits with Anki Do. Yeah, sounds great. All right, Texan Rockers, be good to one another. This episode was influenced by audio track Satan Pulls the Strings by the Ava Brothers, J.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings, The Discourses of Epictetus. The Text and Rock Show is the creative work of Mark Schaefer and Eric Madison. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes drop. 
If the show adds value to your life, please consider leaving them a review or sharing TechStandrock with a friend. You can explore other TechStandrock digital productions or contact Mark and Eric by simply clicking the link in the show notes. Yeah, but I just find it interesting that people need to know what it is before they even, Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like even with, with food sometimes, somebody will go, what is this? And then they'll decide whether it's good or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather yeah. than just going, well, that's yep. good. No, it's true. All ancient literature can be excavated like a text for valuable things. Yeah. And what if we just started to do that for people? Not everyone will get it. Yeah. But you'll actually like the people that do in the do. community that you build. Yeah. Versus, um, yeah. Sometimes when you work with people that are all part of a, like the same tribe, there's so much invested interest so much. in that tribe staying the same. Mm. And religious beliefs and institutions, especially, yeah, are designed to stay put, even though they're always evolving. And so, wow, to wow, to like blow that up and say. You know what? I think there's a whole lot of you that have left the ranch, but you're still spiritual and you still love God and you still yeah. want wonder and yeah. awe. So what does it look like to find it wherever we can? Mm-hmm. That's an adventure I actually want to go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know? absolutely. So absolutely. we'll see what happens. Huh? Yeah. And by the way, that was nice. The little interlude thing that you did about um, st- uh, things become... Um, uh, Oh, the bonus episodes? Yeah. The, the yeah. yeah. Beca- how things become. Yeah. What is the word I'm looking for? Um, how sacred texts sacred. actually become sacred or yeah. religious texts versus just something that someone wrote down. Right, right. Yeah. And then that how. That was really good, the man. Second, the second they get like ossified into this is our holy book, you can't uh-huh. change it. Yeah. But yeah. culture keeps changing, so you have to reinterpret it yeah. for meaning. Yeah. And mine meaning out of it in different ways. Right. And that's right. happened for 2,000 years in my tradition. Yeah. And the, yeah. the sad thing to me is when people are camped out on one, they're like, oh, oh I'm, yeah. I'm a reformed theologian. Or mm-hmm. I, like, really? You think the best thoughts about biblical literature happened before the Great Enlightenment? That's scary to me. Yeah. yeah. But, anyways. Yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah, it was fun. Well, that was that was nice. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kicking butts, taking names. Taking <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 